Hi, I'm Yushuan Su. And I'm Connor Campbell. You're listening to Into the Unknown. Right, guys uh thank you for joining us on to another episode of into the unknown we hope that you enjoyed our last episode about doping in sport we're going to take a little bit of a different direction today that was a um, heavy one as well it was yeah i that agree was... <laughs> this is going to be a lot lighter um but for me this is going to be probably one of the most exciting podcasts that we filmed to date um i know i'm putting a lot of pressure on lexi but she's used to it playing football now in front of a big crowd um, so we've <laughs> on today's podcast, we have Lexi Lloyd-Smith. Now, I've had the pleasure of knowing Lexi since probably about 2021. Um, and in sh- such a short space of time, she made a big impact on me as a coach and as a practitioner. I got to witness from a young age, like where she was basically just starting out into, I guess, professional football and how dedicated she was to her craft. You know, she would come into the gym, we would do a a weight session and then we'd actually go out to a park up the street and do some speed work. And just almost every day she would be messaging like, what should I do? Should I do this? So I just think I'm super excited to get her on. Now, a little bit about Lexi. So she's a professional football player who recently signed for the championship team, Southampton Football Club. For those of you that don't know, if you don't live in the UK, it's down south and uh it's very different to London where Lexi grew up, where she was born. And I'm sure that she can definitely attest to the fact that it's very different. Um, she got her start in football by having four seasons at Arsenal, two seasons at Chelsea, and most recently, um, back in 2021, the first team at Charlton Athletic. So she's been around a lot of clubs. Um, before that, uh, before Southampton, she made a trek across the pond, which is now where I live. But she was down in South Alabama at the University of South Alabama. Um before she came back across the pond uh, to sign for Southampton. Now, to top it all off, Lex has also represented the Lionesses, featuring youth sides from under-15s to under-17s, and I'm sure she's going to correct me, hopefully. I got that all right. But I also have it on good authority, Lexi, that your knee-sliding ability is also excellent. Um, (laughs) And after scoring two cracking goals in her debut for Southampton, which is amazing, she joins us now, and Lex uh it's it's a pleasure to have you on here thank you so much for coming on how are you doing oh what a great intro by the way <laughs> honestly that was good Connor. And, and before we start I, i'm gonna need to see that um the highlight reel lexi of the knee sliding. i'm gonna need to see a highlight reel of the knee sliding after this so uh, just to let you know <laughs> it's gonna be on youtube somewhere it's gotta be I definitely pulled that one out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but I guess, uh, how are you doing? Uh, you know, yeah. obviously, I guess that's a big question. So to sort of narrow it down, let's start with, you know, your journey in football so far. Um, kind of what got you here and what got you started in football? Well, um, what got me here today where I am right now would be if I could say one word, dedication. I feel like from the start, when I started playing football, it was literally barriers that I've had to overtake each time. Like even going across the pond, as you said, there was a barrier there that I've, overta- like, I've overcome. Um, playing football just as a girl, I've overcome a big barrier there. So yeah, I think dedication could sum up my career if you could say that today um but um yeah I'm enjoying every moment of it and yeah I just can't wait to keep on going and see what the future holds yeah I bet and what what got you started in what got you started in football in the first place you know because like you mentioned being a female footballer although now it's definitely growing in popularity um and just the level the level of uh, quality in in female football and the level of support it's still not quite there but it's getting there you know take us back to young Lexi when yeah. she was young you know wasn't a professional footballer why did you decide to start and like you know what 
just what made you get into football and think, you know what, I reckon I could take this all the way? Yeah. Um, I think... I think my rivalry with my brother really did push me on. Like, we can joke to it till today and still he could go on saying I'm the better footballer. But <laughs> I feel like from that rivalry, from, I think I started, yeah, I started playing football when I was six years old. So from the age of six and he was five years old, mm. we really would not stop going on and who's the better player. So I think that pushed me on. And then to get like little barriers such as like, like the boys wouldn't pass me the ball the ball when I was like in the eight, under like eights. So like yeah. just little that I would just kind of be like, no, I'm gonna prove them wrong. I then became captain of that team, and then I got scouted at Peckham Rye Park playing mm. football, just from the love of playing and just like I think because I'm so like competitive. So I think from from that age I think it's always just been a yeah just a real like desire and just wanting to show people like that is possible yeah I think that's it's also an extra challenge you know we've had Khadija Mella on here who I'm I'm not sure if you kind of I'm not sure if you follow a question but she's also kind of an inner city athlete as well um and her club Ebony Horse Club is also based uh if I'm correct is in Peckham as well now, obviously, that kind of brings uh, it's us... in Brixton. But oh, yeah. it's in Brixton. Sorry. Gosh, my South... And I even live in Deptford, so yeah, I should know that. Because I, <laughs> I know South London. But, you know, the point is, kind of, inner city kids, it, it, it it's, it's a whole other world from kind of growing up in the sticks or growing up around having that support. And I guess, you know, you mentioned that you got scouted in Peckham Rye. Just so that the listeners know, what what's Peckham like? You know, to, in your eyes, like you're you're kind of homegrown from Peckham, and yeah. Oh, so in my eyes, Peckham is just if I could sum it up, just vibes, like good <laughs> vibes, and just everyone like because from the outside, like everyone could see it as like like gang violence, mm. um, robbery, like like poverty, um, like a very like, like scruffy area, but mm. I see it more just everyone sticks together. Um, yeah. Like, just like when you're just playing down the park with your like friends, it's like everyone's just there till the dark, till yeah. dark and like all of the parents know where you are. So it's just fine. And yeah, I would, that Peckham's my home and I'm not afraid to like big it up or tell everyone that I'm from there because I just feel like it's brought me up to who I am today like I feel like going through those challenges of being from Peckham and stuff like I don't take any day for granted like mm. I yeah I love every single opportunity that I get and I try and take it as far as I can yeah like so just to quickly run through that you know because to get to where you are now as a professional football player, as you say, having had to go through many challenges and, and you know, overcome a lot of different different um, yeah, obstacles and things in the way, like what were some of those, what would be the main, main things you would say that the kind of main challenges that sort of define, um, you know, you as a footballer and how it got you to where you are now? Mm, um... A big challenge was probably being like one one of a multiple um, black girl in a squad. So like from the age of 12, when I got into Arsenal, I was like the only black girl um, in my football team. So being the only one of colour, that was a big challenge for me. And I felt like at such a young age, I was trying to change the way I act or spoke to try and fit in but I think as my age as that I've as I've grown I think I've literally just embraced how I talk how I am how loud I am and people love it like love that from me so I think I wish I could have taken the, like my confidence what I have now and had it when I was younger and not tried to change myself 
So I think, and I've also embraced like being from Peckham. I used to try and kind of say like a posher area so it didn't seem as like... Would you say Dulwich? Yeah, like Dulwich. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and I went to school in Dulwich as well. So yeah. it would be <laughs> I, I was like, I'm from Dulwich. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think being a girl of colour and like just trying to change my personality, but yeah. I think that's really interesting. You know, that's that's and I think I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And uh, you would you say like that's something you would have you wish you could tell your sort of 12 year old self, like just sort of be yourself and, and embrace that. Like like you say, you know, going into into football and at the beginning into Arsenal and, and being the only black girl on the squad and stuff like that. Like what was the what was that community like for you? You know, like how did you feel going into a space where, you know, you maybe felt a little bit like an outsider or different to everyone else, like you say, trying to fit fit in and change who you are. Like what, you know, were they, was it quite a welcoming environment or, or not? Like, was that was that a bit of a challenge in itself? Um, yeah, it was like, it wasn't very noticeable to the other girls. Like, I don't think they saw it as a problem or an impact or anything, but just in the back of my head, it was always a thing what, I would acknowledge so for example just the like the little things like touching your hair or just the the like little jokes etc but like they wouldn't yeah. think nothing of it but yet like it just kind of would run in the back of my head but I think growing up as well it's taught me to kind of like like I've been able to use my voice a lot. Like when it was like the BLM protests, I went out and tried to show my support in that. And I think speaking more about it now, the girls what come and ask me questions, I love that more than anything. Like I respect that and I try and like help as much as I can. Yeah, that's, like no, that's amazing. Like, you know, like oh sorry, go on. <laughs> That's, that's I'm always, really cool. I'm always just... trying to interrupt him. I'm always yeah. <laughs> just talking over me. I, but, uh, no, I was just going to say, like, that is quite incredible. And, you know, like, the journey of getting there. And, and, and like you say, people probably don't realise a lot of the sort of passing things that they say and how that actually affects you. But it sounds like, you know, one, it sounds like it's starting to shift a little bit but also that you're taking quite an active role in, in, in trying to, to make that happen, you know, and yeah. being, being part of that change. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, he actually, yeah. I was just going to nick what he was going to say, but uh, he said it perfectly. Um, I, I was just going to add to that, that, you know, knowing you personally as well. Um, I, I always felt that I don't know whether it was just the time that I met you, but I always felt that you always seemed to be kind of proud that you were some, from South London, that you were, you know, um, I would have met you in, tw yeah, it was 2021, right? So you were at Charlton at that time. Yeah. Um, so do you think that there was like a specific period of time that you were like, I don't know whether it was when you signed for Charlton or whether it was before that, obviously you mentioned about uh, being at Arsenal, but was there sort of a specific time period that you went, oh, you know what, actually, I'm going to be, I, I need to be proud of where I'm from. Was that kind of a conversation that you had with yourself or did you kind of have that with other people? Or Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because at Cholton, I was playing with the most amount of black girls that I've ever played with in my whole entire career. And that oh. was including me. Yeah. So I think seeing them embrace their colour and not be ashamed of it and like use it as their advantage. I think I drove off of that and I loved mm. every minute of the Charlton experience. It taught me a lot, even though it didn't kind of work out as well as it could have, like yeah. with my infrastructure. But I think what I learned from that was a massive thing then rather than just football. It was more my identity and like getting the confidence to be able to basically love myself and yeah for sure yeah because it, it almost makes you grow into yourself and as a footballer if you feel comfortable outside of you know from where you're from and who you are and what you stand for 
it makes your life so much easier on the pitch because everything else takes care of itself, right? If you kind of feel ashamed that you're, oh God, you're from, you know, a pretty rough area from Southeast London, but who cares? That gives you, that makes you who you are, you know, like, and the fact that, so you've, let's quickly get into this. You've moved from South London to Southampton, right? Yeah. What has that been like? (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) It's been quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's been like an eye opener because like, I used to go to the corner shop like two minutes down the road. I have yeah. to literally walk to the nearest Tesco, which is like 10 minutes, 15 minutes walk. <laughs> so that's been like the hardest thing. But other than yeah. that, I think Southampton's so quiet and like a bit boring. I love it, <laughs> but a bit boring. <laughs> um, I'm sure that the longer that you spend there, the more you'll be able to appreciate The worse it gets. The worse it gets. I hate to break it to you, but I, I thought that too when I first moved down here to London. And it didn't get any better. It just made you realise how quiet it is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I hate to break that to you, but that's that's been my experience. But um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess uh, you know, we kind of spoke about sort of who you are and you know, kind of the person that you want to represent. But looking outside of that there's been some pretty monumental characters in your life, I guess. So that kind of brings me on to who do you look up to and kind of what or who inspires you to work so hard apart from yourself, you know, because ultimately you also have to be inspired by yourself and where you're from and where you're going. But outside of that, you know, are there any kind of people or something that kind of inspires you to work hard you mentioned obviously being from peckham as well is 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 a great source of inspiration yeah um i would say definitely my mom Mm. my mom always had my back and like i feel like seeing her like as a single mum, like raise four kids get me back and forth to hertfordshire where i used to train with arsenal to still give 100% to the other kids. Like, I think that was massive. And each day I'm realizing how much it took strength, mental strength, like physical strength for her to do that for me. And I think I learned from her each day with not just her wise words, but her actions, her actions portray the wise words, what she preaches to me every day. Yeah. Um, She's like been my biggest fan, like, especially when she came at Crystal Palace and she was literally the loudest one there. Like everyone knows when she's in the room. I thought like you wouldn't be able to notice her, like, cause I'm playing at stadiums now, but yeah, she's bloody loud. She's just... Yeah, love that. She's proud <laughs> but, of you. Yeah, very proud. So I would say her, and then my nan passed away four years ago and she was a very important role model in my whole family, like mm. my whole family up to her like she was just the one who kept us all together so I think I'm keep I'm keep on doing it for her but along the way I'm learning from my mum so yeah both of them I and I can attest to that I've I've met your mum and I've spoken to her a couple of times especially with you know when you when we were working together and I can she's a strong strong woman like Mm -hmm. and definitely a great role model to have for sure um yeah yeah, like sounds like a legend man Oh, she is. She is. Absolutely legend. She is, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still remember the first conversation that I had with her. And this was going back to kind of the injury, which I kind of want to touch on after. Sorry, Yishwan, I just butted it again. I'm, I'm... <laughs> thing, is, thing is, at this point, I'm not sorry. I'm just going to keep doing it. But I remember the first conversation that I had with your with your mum, Lex. And I was just like, damn, this, like, she literally, this is what I imagined, is that you're a cub and she is a lion. Yeah. And I was just like, literally nothing at all is going to get in the way. Nothing. And yeah. whatever happens, she doesn't care who she's, who she's upset in. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most important thing is you and where you want to go. And, you know, ultimately what, what was happening got resolved. Um, yeah, it, it was fantastic. The first uh, parent that I ever spoke to, based on and it's just she was just so well involved but not over encumbering 
you know, it wasn't a case of like pushing you to do stuff. It was encouragement. It wasn't like you have to do this. It was, no, yeah. you can do this, you know? Yeah. And I think like, yeah, I, I love it. I, I absolutely loved it. And I, yeah, anyway. Anyway, you shine, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> I was just talking about what a legend your mum sounds like. But yeah. also I'd, I'd be interested to hear like, you know, like you say, you're what you're doing now, you know, you're with professional football, you're playing for a big team, you're playing in stadiums. Like, do you ever, what's that like for you? And do you ever take a step back and be like, shit, like, this, is, <laughs> this is what I'm doing? Like, because it's quite a big difference, isn't it? From, from where you started and from, from you know, playing in Beck and Rye and, and then all the other teams that you've come through and to where you are now. And obviously there's going to be a lot more in the future, but what it's interesting for me to like think about well, that's been like for me, but also listen to other people and how they've kind of processed that and how that makes them feel. Like I feel like it, it's a quite a quite a like a life changing experience, and, and often you don't really have that kind of time or opportunity to sort of take a step back and just be like, "Shit, like this is mad." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it has been very crazy recently, and just signing my first pro contract, like. I've not really realised, like, this is my job. Like, this is my full-time <laughs> job. This is what I've been dreaming about for the past years. But um, I think what kind of stuck out, like, stuck out for me, um, my sister's birthday is coming up, and she asked me, can you get me an iPhone 13, Lexi? And I said, what? She was like, you got money now? I was like, oh. <laughs> That's what made me realise, like, what young people, like, like see like when you're a like, professional footballer so it was just like an eye-opener to actually think oh my gosh I'm actually a professional footballer like that is mad <laughs> but um yeah yeah it's amazing and I like I need to do I need to just sit down and realize like how far I've come because I haven't really done that yet so yeah yeah I guess it, it's kind of difficult in in the middle of a season well I suppose actually you've just started really to, to kind of sit down and almost pinch yourself and go, oh, wait, like, shit, I'm actually here. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I, I imagine that once the season is over, you're probably going to be sat there in, in your new car that you just bought. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> she finally got a whip, which is good. Uh, yeah. She doesn't have to ride her bike to Strand Gym anymore. I remember that. <laughs> Uh, she she would be she would be texting me while cycling on the road, be like, Con, I'm 10 minutes away. I'm just cycling from Peckham. <laughs> and I'm just like Lex, stop texting on whilst you're cycling. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I stopped at a traffic light. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back on topic. Um, we spoke a little bit about about we spoke. Uh, let me start again. We spoke a little bit about off air. Um, you know, kind of what you were doing before you came onto this podcast was a little bit of community work. So I guess the question is, um, who are you outside of football? You know, what do you aspire to be? Um, what sort of things are you doing outside of football, you know, sort of to give back to the local community? I know you just mentioned buying your little sister an iPhone 13. Not that you've got it yet, but you know, <laughs> when, when it's your little sister. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah. Go put it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so who are kind of, who are you outside of football? Like, I guess... I don't know if I need to refine that. Maybe let's just leave it as an open-ended question. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that is quite a I've, big... I've put you on the spot now. I'll, um, I'll answer what I want to be when I'm older. This is a professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I love that. I love how, like, as a professional footballer, now you're like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to still be playing football. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think who I am outside of football, I would say like full of energy, bubbly person. Like I'm always up for something. I'm always kind of on the go. I feel like I'm always kind of either going out with my friends or going shopping or just just always on the go. So I feel like outside of football, I'm probably all over the gaff. I don't really know. <laughs> I suppose uh, let's narrow that down a little bit then in terms, yeah. you know, obviously you mentioned that um, and I, I imagine that 
it was probably quite a surreal experience that when you joined Southampton, you probably weren't used to doing any of this kind of local community stuff where you were sort of giving back to giving yeah. back to the people that hopefully will come and support you, you know, people that aren't friends and family that you don't have any blood ties to or kind of relationship with. So what's that been like to kind of, I guess, be in a position of responsibility that actually people are asking for your signature and, and they're like, Oh, Lex, can we take a picture? Is even I want to get, uh, even I want to get a, t- a, a Southampton, and I'm not even a football fan, but I want to get a Southampton T-shirt with your name on the back and come and watch a game. Like that's how much it inspires me. <laughs> oh, that means a lot. But yeah, it's mad. Con after the game at Crystal Palace, a girl called me, but I was just like, "Is he talking to me?" Like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. But um, yeah, it's. It's mad. And to see how much you can impact someone's life, like a younger version of yourself, like that was literally me a few years ago, wanting yeah. wanting that Beth Mead, Frank Kirby signature. So to see little girls looking up to me and wanting my signature, it's just a great feeling. And I can't wait to, I definitely want to give back to my community. Like that's been one of my dreams since young. I've always wanted to, start a girls team in Suffolk, um, predominantly in Peckham. I definitely, because um, young boys even are like asking me like, like what what team did you come from? Like what team did you play for when I was younger? And I would say like Suffolk Caribs, but they're like, is that a girls team? But it wasn't, it was a mixed team. I was playing with boys up until the age of like 11. So I definitely want to make girls teams more, more like just, available I feel like it's not really available like you wouldn't know where to sign up or Mm. how to get involved in a girls football team so definitely in Peckham I'm gonna make a girls team that's what I strive to do yeah I love that yeah that's awesome yes it just kind of goes to show like the kind of character that you are and you're also still so young like I don't know Mm. I I remember having this conversation with your mum and uh, she's like, yeah, Lex is uh is um, what what what's the word she said? She's an old head on young shoulders, <laughs> which means that she's wise beyond her years. Um, yeah. Which is also something that my mum says, yeah. even though she's probably not going to listen right. to this she's because right. I swear too much on the podcast. But you know, young head on old shoulders, Colin. Is that what it is? Young head on old shoulders. Yeah, yeah. fucking there grow we up. Go. Sorry, mate. <laughs> But no, that uh, sorry, going back to that. I mean, it, it's obviously it's quite it's a very important thing to you. And and how is there a lot of work to be done? And so I, that's a kind of a, a bit of a loaded question, actually. So I'll rephrase that. But obviously there is because you know you have these aspirations of, of giving back to community and giving back to Peckham and you know starting a girls team and stuff. Like, what does that look like now? Um, you know what for you and your eyes like. And obviously you're in more of a position to be able to influence these things and have more power in, in you know, making a change, not to put any pressure on you right now, but like, um, what, yeah, what do you see? Like, what do you see can be done and should be done to sort of bridge that gap a little bit, especially from your community and where you're from? Yeah, um, I think the start of it would just be kind of, making it more available. So maybe like even giving out posters or going into schools and talking to the girls who want to play sport, but feel like like they're by themselves if they go and play a sport, what no one else is doing. So I think just getting more out there. And I think a word of mouth is very important as well in today's society. Like I feel that um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I think definitely like, just showing my visions to other people and hopefully just getting the appreciation and the knowledge out there more and to hopefully get girls who are wanting to do it but just not having that next step available for them. So definitely just making it available. And I used to play at Damlo Taylor Centre. I don't know if you know it, but... um, it's named after a boy who got stabbed in Peckham. Um, it's a youth centre what tries to get young, young children, like young kids off the road and mm. try to just 
provide support um like there's got a playstation upstairs sports downstairs so i think even starting there like at a youth center coaching i think that's definitely one of my aims and to just help out in my community that is a big aim of mine yeah 100%, 100%. and you know that from what you were saying and actually from previous guests as well that we've had on they all say that things like that like youth centers and just a community for people to to go to and, and have kind of support and resources like that is probably one of the most important things would you say for for you know um those communities that that kind of need that a, a bit of extra support and, and more push in that direction yeah definitely obviously you know kind of doing your part from not necessarily grassroots level but you know, you're here, you're doing it, you're playing football, you're kind of being, a, I guess, a, a representative a representative of the game and giving it back or paying it forward, as some people say. Um, and I guess from the other side as well, I think what was super cool was, you know, back in July, at the same time, we had, uh, you know, Women's Euros, which was played. I mean, there was a game in Brentford, like London, like, I just think it's 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 insane that even just a couple of years ago, women's yeah. football was barely televised. And yeah. now, actually, the final, I think, was probably one of the most exciting games of football I've ever watched. <laughs> and and yeah. the fact that we could even watch it on TV. So yeah. I think, you know, I think it's... It's, the, it's like mad, isn't it? <laughs> no, it, it actually is. But the thing yeah. is, is like, why is it mad? Because it shouldn't... Yeah. It shouldn't have been, you know, it, women's football has been around for a very, very long time. And at, at some yeah. at one point, I was watching a documentary with Claire Bolding a few years back, and she kind of dug into the history of women's football. And apparently at one point, women's football was far more popular than male football. Yeah. Obviously, World War happened and yeah. so on and so forth. And it kind of fell out of popularity, but it's just great to see how far it's coming and will go. Yeah. Not just from, you know, you getting into professional football and kind of paying it forward and trying to help encourage young women and also men from, you know, an underprivileged background in Peckham. That's just, you know, it's, it might seem like a small impact, but it really isn't, you know, yeah. especially for myself and you, Sean, we know South London. And I just, I, I can imagine how much of an impact that would make, yeah. um, you know, so I, I love the fact that you, you kind of want to, I guess you want to do that. Um, yeah. Switching gears a little bit. You mentioned very briefly, or we both mentioned that you flew across the pond. You spent a bit of time in the US and then you thought, I'm going to come back. Um, what was that like? You know, what made you decide to go out there? Um, and why'd you come back? Yeah, um, I think growing up in Peckham, like uni was always an option, but it wasn't very common in my family. Mm. It wasn't a thing where, yeah, like my big sisters went uni, so I'm the next one to kind of go uni. I don't know if it was down to money, but I know it was down to just like, how would you? It wasn't down to money, but it was just down to like knowledge and who you kind of like you lead from. So my mum, she didn't go to uni, but she went back to college at like a later stage in her life and mm -hmm. got a degree and she wants to go further. Like now she wants to go to uni, but at the time she never went uni. So I think going out to America was like a big thing in my family. It was celebrated, like had a leaving party. Yeah. Um I think to also get it for free was a big bonus and it helped my family out a lot. And yeah, yeah I think just those like little factors, it was kind of like hard to turn down. It was yeah, just such sure. a big opportunity and such a like, that it's rare in my area that anyone gets to go to America abroad, play, the sport that they love and to do um, education all for free. Like, yeah. rare. Like, everyone was like, what? Like, are you mad? Like, you <laughs> So, 
yeah, that was definitely like a push in that step. And I think looking back now, I don't regret going out, but I I just take every opportunity what I, t- what I had out there and I literally look back on it and I'm so grateful for being able to get that opportunity. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. I guess, you know, everything that you've spoken about from Arsenal to to Charlton to going out to South Alabama, you always seem to pick up something and actually yeah. learn from, which I think is super important, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we also, you know, at the time that we met, you were dealing with a bit of an injury, um, which yeah. you'd been dealing with for a little while. Um, yeah. You know, this podcast is called Into the Unknown. Now, obviously, when you get injured, you don't really know what's going to happen. So kind of to weave that into the story, what was that like for you? You know, the fact that you were aspiring to be a, a professional football player and then you picked up this little injury. What was your kind of mind going through? What was that process like? And looking back on it, you know, mm-hmm. tying into the question that I just asked, what did you learn from that? Yeah. Um, picking up that injury was hard because it almost felt like I wasn't getting the support that I needed and like, Looking back on it, I think like everything happens for a reason because if I wasn't really going through that tough time at Cholton, I wouldn't have been able to meet you. I wouldn't have been able to get strong in the gym. I wouldn't have been able to like learn the different techniques I learned with you. So mm. I think everything definitely does happen for a reason. And um, But looking back on it, it did take me to a tough time like mentally, but kind of pushing through it and taking my resources. Um, TAS was a, a scheme what was for free um, as I played for the England Lionesses. Um, so taking my resources and just, yeah, trying to take any help that I could get, I think was important. And I think coming into gym with you each day or every other week, it was just mentally upbeat. Like, yeah, it was good. You give me far too much credit, but I appreciate that. Because <laughs> you've, I would, we, we plug you, them enough on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You guys have got to put in the work. You know? <laughs> like, you know, ultimately, you were the one that picked up the injury and then decided, no, I want to take this into my own hands. You know, even to the point where you put me in touch with your mum, we like, let's figure this out together. Right. That, that's goes back to the, to the saying that I got wrong completely that you, Shwan, corrected me on. Young shoulders with an old head. Is that it? Is that the one? Was the injury? <laughs> uh, but yeah, going back to the injury, you know, yeah, actually, what was the injury? Because obviously, you shine doesn't know, right? So, yeah, um, so I strained both my calves. Um, so it was like a muscle injury, but because it wasn't um, rehabbed properly it kind of, well, yeah, it took all of my time, like half of the season from Charlton. So um took me like three months, four months to fully recover. Yeah. We yeah, got there in the end. Yeah, we did, we did. <laughs> yeah, but it was a tough time, but I think like if I, if I didn't go through that, that time, I think like going through an injury again like I've had little niggles now and then at Southampton and even like being out of training for like a week I'm like get me back like Mm -hmm. I need the pitch but um yeah yeah I think I know how it feels so dealing with it is a lot easier than girls who haven't went through it yeah yeah definitely I'm sure you Sean can attest to that as well with you know a couple of years back, he had a pretty serious injury. Well, I say pretty serious. I'm downplaying it. It's a very serious injury. Um, you know, when working together, you know. Still can't walk properly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can walk properly about his ankle. Say that again? I don't think I can walk properly before, but I, I've got a, a valid excuse now. But yeah, that's true. I definitely, well, I definitely, um, yeah, I 100% sort of relate to what you're saying about the things that that you learn and, and the things that these things teach you as much yeah. as you don't want it or, or you didn't want it to happen or 
you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm for sure a better rider and, and uh, generally athlete um, having had that injury in terms of my knowledge of how to overcome things like that and, and sort of work around the problem and sort of, yeah, I don't know, for me, it sort of made me, other than understand, all right, this is the work I need to put in. And I, I think we kind of do that anyway, right? But for me, the biggest thing that it taught me or, or the biggest change that it made in my kind of approach and perception of what I'm doing is like, you have to be a, a student of what you're doing. You know, you have to keep learning and thinking about, oh, well, can I change to make this better? Or like, this doesn't feel quite right. Like, what can I do to improve that or optimize this? And those are things that I think if you just go your whole way without, you know, anything like drastic happening that kind of forces you to shift your perception and things like that. You don't really, you don't really experience that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, right. Going back to football. Um, <laughs> obviously you've been to Arsenal, you've been to Chelsea, been to Charlton Athletic, over to the, over to the States, also playing for the Lionesses. Right, let's talk a little bit about playing for your country. What, yeah. what was that like? Oh my gosh. Every time you step onto the field, you're just grateful for life, literally. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. I think um, that is like the proudest moment I've had in my football career so far, just being able to play for your country. Like, who, who wouldn't want to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think every time I've sang the national anthem, I've smiled. Like my gut, my cheeks hurt every single time. Think... Out. <laughs> is that a, is that a different feeling playing playing for your country versus playing for your club? Like, is that a yeah? yeah what's the different? You know, is there a different kind of pressure? Is it a different kind of like pride or identity that you take with it? Like, what's the what's the main difference? Yeah, I think it's definitely a different identity. I think. Um, like every player what plays for their country, we all kind of change. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like we've got two different personalities, but we just kind of change. Like the whole theme of your football focus has kind of changed to like your country. So it's like not more serious, but it's on a different level. I think. I think you kind of raise to you have to raise to the bar other than yeah otherwise you're kind of yeah but I think yeah stepping out on the pitch for to play for your country is just a different feeling for me personally and I think teammates can vouch that who have played alongside um I remember making my debut in under 15s and scoring with my left foot and crying on the pitch after I scored literally <laughs> so yeah it's different it's just a different type of feeling literally yeah i bet it is i bet it is yeah and how how do you deal with the kind of you know the pressure because every sport has its own different type of pressure whether it be competing or whether it be having to rise to the occasion to fight for a spot on a team or hit a certain lift whatever it might be but how, how do you kind of deal with the pressure of playing football professionally if there even is any on you because I know some people deal with that really well um is there anything you do in particular to manage that as well um yeah I think when I was younger I definitely um definitely felt the pressure and as I've got older I've been trying trying new ways how to deal with it um but I think recently it's just been all about my confidence and being able to believe in myself and play with the, like the kind of like the, not cockiness, but the the personality, what I've got from living in Peckham, growing yeah. up with a full house family. Um, so yeah, like just being able to kind of back myself before backing anyone else. And I think that's so important because some girls might see that as like she's cocky or, she celebrates too much, but that's just literally my drive and motivation to keep on yeah. going. So, um, yeah, that keeps me going and, like, it just makes it more fun. Like, I've always got a smile on my, play on my face when I'm playing football, so, yeah. 
Yeah, there's two two things that I want to pick up there that you mentioned, which was fun, which I think people forget a lot. You know, yes, you're a professional footballer, but you're still doing it for fun. You know, like, yeah. yeah, you're getting paid for it. Great, right? Yeah. People want to get paid to, to do what they love. Exactly. You know? But also you're having fun. And I think people forget that. Yushan and I had this conversation maybe three months ago. Um, You know, he was... He has a long ass season. It's a tough time being an elite athlete. It is. I don't, I don't, wouldn't know anything about that because I'm not an elite athlete. So I, you know, but I can only offer my, my opinion. And I just said, just go out there and have some fun. Whether that helped or not, I've no idea. And he's probably just thinking, yeah, all right, mate. All right. No, as, no. As easy, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Bro, honestly, like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, bro, like, I, and, you know, I'm so glad that you both mentioned that because, it's been, uh, you know, I don't want to downplay it. Like, it's honestly been a cha- like a kind of a life changing sort of thing for me. Like, and yeah, having fun. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, you and I get paid to play a game, like that we did when we were kids. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's obviously a lot more now involved and attached with it, and a lot more that we can do with it. But when it comes down to it, like. We're getting paid to play a game. And, you know, if you can't have fun doing that, like, what can you have fun doing? And, and to, for me, like, to expand that a little bit, like, being what changed my perception is sort of being more consciously, I'd say, like, grateful in general. Um, and it's not something that I've particularly tried to do, but I kind of realised it. And, you know, I remember at one point, just this year, like there was, I was, I was pretty good. I had a pretty shit season, like at the start and it just wasn't going well. Nothing was clicking. And I kind of, I just put more and more pressure on myself to like get a good result because of that. And I just remember being at one of the competitions and um, kind of just stopped. I was like, fuck, this is, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know, I'm surrounded by loads of other people doing the same thing that we all love doing. Like, we're all like kind of inspired and and driven to do this thing and I'm around friends and I'm around like this kind of international vibe and environment of a big competition and this is everything that I I want to do like this is everything I'm, I'm dreaming of doing and just being there and being grateful to be in that position um that kind of for me took the pressure off a little bit and allowed me to sort of focus on what I'm actually doing and realize why I'm there and, and having that realization, noticing like, you know, I'm here because I chose to be here and this is what I love to do. And so let's just, let's just do it. And, yeah. um, and I also loved what you said about, you know, what it means to represent your country and, and that kind of different feeling. And, you know, I don't want to say it too much because, <laughs> um because uh, for me honestly when i put the jacket on with with the hong kong flag um i ride better 100 percent um and it's a weird feeling i don't say that too much because then my sponsors get angry probably um but <laughs> um you know it's it's a different kind of yeah like you take a lot of pride in it don't you and, and you yeah. feel like not necessarily responsibility but you feel like you you've been given this opportunity to rise to that occasion and, and yeah. just kind of show show what you can do um, and represent your country yeah. and doing yeah. what you can do. So, yeah, no, 100%, I resonate with that. Yeah. Okay. Right. What does the future hold for you? You know, you've signed for Southampton. Uh, big things. Big, yeah. You, you, you've achieved a lot already. But you're not done yet. I can tell you're you're uh, you're Escape. always hungry, never satisfied. So what's next? What's the plan? What's God's plan? I feel like this is just me getting started. And when I came back from America, that was literally my motto going forward: is this is just the start, Lexi. This is just the start. Like um, I am just still a teenager. I'm yeah. 19 years old, so like thinking coming back from America or oh, that's like thinking oh that's a downgrade or whatever but no like this is just the start 
and I've definitely got more motivation than ever. But I would say the future holds definitely playing for my country again, but in a, at a senior level. Um, whether that may be for Jamaica or for England, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got oh, options. Yeah. I like I've got, that. Yeah, I've got options now. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely an aim. And to play for Arsenal, the Gooners. <laughs> You might as well take that take, take that Southampton shirt off now. <laughs> oh, but on a serious it. note, like that's you know obviously big things for the future. But nineteen plays professional football for Southampton, played for the Lionesses, played in the US. Like that's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank Very you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for you. We've absolutely hounded you with questions. We've gone into <laughs> probably some topics that might have dug up the past, um, but it's been an absolute privilege getting you on here. Um, and where can people find you on social media? Um, and also, more importantly, where can we see that knee slide video? <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely on my Instagram. So great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just tell everyone your Instagram. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. Uh, Lexi, L E X I dot Lloyd Smith, double L O Y D Smith, S M I T H. Awesome. Lex. Thank you for having me. No, thank <laughs> Honestly, you for, thank coming, you on. for coming on. <laughs> and like, we really appreciate as well. And, you know, like Kona said, like, we've, kind of hit some topics that are a bit more serious and, and some that aren't but honestly like just having having you on and being open and and you know that conversation was just yeah it was a really good time thank you for coming on yeah thank you appreciate that Alex guys thank you so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed this episode of into the unknown we'll catch you on the next episode so Yushwag do you want to plug where people can find you yeah, so on Instagram, I am at yushon.su.eventing. On Facebook, I am yushonsueventing. And my website is suyushoneventing.com. What about you, Connor? Mine is at Connor Lift Stuff on Instagram and at Stoic Strength Systems on Instagram. And we was also just set up a Patreon under the same name, Stoic Strength Systems. So give those a follow. I will put the links all down in the description if I figure out how to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll see you next